different ways for you the know, intro yeah and i was just thinking do like do we have any uh instruments around or what can we play here like sh- shake things up to it i was thinking cymbals or the timpani or something the like, what timpani it was like in in a band class in high school you're just making things up now. drums and stuff but i don't i took it for granted that now as an adult if i'm in a pinch where the fuck do i get a french horn but like, uh, but when you're in high school, you're like, you're surrounded by instruments. You're and, surrounded by French horns. And, and then you grow up and you can't. You can't find a goddamn good, French horn Good anywhere. luck in the French horn at this time of day. Welcome right. back. Welcome back, Spinster Nation. Ooh. Hey. It's the Thornback Biatches. What, what? What up? This is Jaina. And Jess, the original spinsters. And we're happy to be here on this beautiful spring Wisconsin day. Yeah, it's, it's like 60-something, like so everybody's uh, wearing tank tops and shorts and grilling out today. You know you know how it is mm-hmm. around these parts. Yeah, and tomorrow we might have to get our snow boots back out. We never know. You never know. So we are doing... Margin- marginalized uh, women in sports? Or- yeah. Yeah, basically, the ge- we're going to be discussing the gender gap in sports. Yeah. Did you did you bring statistics today? I do have some numbers and things. Oh, I'm so glad because I have no statistics. That's okay. That's okay. You always you, you bring your A game. So let's go. <laughs> you go. Let's step it up. Sports. Oh. Do you want to tell them your tattoo idea? I'm going to get a tattoo possibly on my neck. I don't know how visible I want it, but it's uh, going to say Sports! With an exclamation mark. Sports! <laughs> Not um, really, but I might. What kind of font would you use for that? Probably some original spinster sh- shit. Like old? <laughs> for, sp- for sports. sports. Or I kind of picture it like 80s, like laser, kind of taggy looking. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That would pro- in that Actually, I was thinking at first just like black and gray, but it could be like neon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, sports! Some, get one of those. They do have black light ink you can get for tattooing. What? So it doesn't like show up in the day, but then chilling at night, have have a friend over or something. Does and that, also you get the black light out and it just right on the last? throat. It says Sports! be hot just just kidding be real hot you'd be getting all the bitches there huh? <laughs> oh, the <bitches. laughs> all right well, well so i think what would be good to kind of kick it off is the story that actually i think prompted this one because there was something in the news a couple weeks ago yeah want to do you want to jump into that yeah sure and i actually you know what i don't remember her name but it was My- uh it made national news because um, during this time of year, there's like... March Madness. Yeah, March Madness. So it's not March anymore, but you know. But that's what definitely what sparked uh, the idea to do this episode because she posted a video. I don't know if... I want to say TikTok. A college athlete. A college. Posted a video mm-hmm. just showing the difference between the... Accommodations. Yeah, the male weight room versus the female athlete weight room yeah and the men had literally an entire large room tons of weight equipment she showed in the video and then she went over to their section and it was 
just one single small rack of weights that were like like five pounds to yeah like from like 80, 80s aerobic videos yeah, and that was literally all and she posted and like it a and, couple yoga mats i think there's yeah. a yoga mat in there too she posted it and it was quite a sensation rightly so well yeah because there it just highlighted initially they weren't really the women weren't really tripping about it until they saw um the men's teams posting about the accommodations that they were getting so mm-hmm. aside from them having like a huge almost a whole floor to like train and work out in they also had like real fancy catered meals mm-hmm. and they everybody had like a, a gift swag bag um guys had electronics and like high-priced things and the girls all had like, you know, a sweatband, a hand towel and sanitizer, stuff like that. So they said they were just like, oh, well, this is cool. But it wasn't until they saw the difference that started to piss them off. And rightly so. So they started posting about it. You know, what the hell? Like, why are our accommodations and amenities like so much different? And initially, some of the organizers of the event said some really lame excuses like they said it was a matter of space to dispel that one of the athletes said well no because we have just part of a little room blocked off and if i pull this curtain back here you can see there's a whole room here like not being utilized so then after that uh, they talked about money and budget and stuff like that which we can get more more in depth with the issue there but did you find where yeah you it up? i'll jump in so it was actually stanford basketball coach Allie kirshner that posted the video oh, okay the coach good but yeah it definitely went viral and elicited a response by the ncaa i mean they did respond they they moved in and brought them more stuff didn't they yeah, yeah. they did because you know social media things online things go like a lot faster So they corrected the issue, which was good, but what it highlights is just how ingrained and common it is that women's sports and men's sports are treated so vastly different. Because if you you look up online and you just do a search for it, you'll see the photos. Like, it's not just a minor difference. It was a stark contrast. It's true. I mean, look, look it up for yourself, anyone listening, and you can see the videos and exactly what they're talking about. Uh, I'd like to also jump in then with talking about school sports, even going to down to high school. If you want to talk a little bit about some examples maybe you found, because yes. I think the gender gap definitely starts prior to college. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And there might be some more personal experiences you can speak to, because I'll let y'all know right now that when it came to like family genes and sports things, Jaina was the athletic sports person. Sports! And- <laughs> And I was the artsy pothead. So. Yeah, yeah. And now we've, we're like this beautiful yin and yang. Right. <laughs> yin and yang. <laughs> we're this beautiful symbiosis. That's not a word. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Right I now. enjoy yoga and um, fast-paced walking. <laughs> What I will talk about, though, when in regards to, like, high school stuff that my eldest daughter shared with me, she, all four years of high school, has been on the school's dance team. 
And initially when she started, I had a lot of preconceived notions too, because I was not team, I wasn't into sports or a team player in any way in high school. So I would joke with her about how, was it like bring it on with a bunch of just like sassy girls and blah, blah, blah. But the more she got into it, the more I realized how hardcore of a sport it actually was. Because she was practicing four days a week, sometimes on the weekends, and in the way other high school sports would have a season. They start, you know, end of summer, beginning of fall, like football season, and then that caps off midwinter, mm-hmm. something like that. They did not have a season. They literally would be practicing and prepping for competitions or performances like all year long. The school year would end and they would have like two weeks off and then they would start right again wow. at the beginning of the summer, like doing mm-hmm. like practices. And practices are not just dancing. The first hour of their practices were all like strength and conditioning and running and doing a lot of stuff they used to she had one summer where their prep was like running up and down garbage hill over and over and it was hot you know and that's how classy we are in this area <laughs> we have a garbage hill you can't see any garbage anymore but apparently yeah apparently when our city was even smaller that's where the garbage used to go and then at some point they covered it with dirt and grass and now we use it for sports <laughs> Or sledding, things of that nature. Um, So anyway, with my child being in it, I realized, dang, like these girls are like working hard. And where I started to be frustrated for them was when she was sharing sharing with me that they would practice in a hallway because the athletic director of the school always wanted to make sure that the gyms was an S, because there's multiple, were reserved for the more important serious sports of boys basketball and football and that kind of stuff. So, and sometimes even if they didn't end up using it, the dance team still had to practice like in the hallway or in the cafeteria just in case. Wow. And that like really pissed me off to the point where I like, I'm going to, I want to do something about this. And by that time, you know, um, my eldest daughter, she was older, so I had to. I, I check with her before I go like full mom rage on like some <laughs> school stuff because I don't want to put her in an embarrassing situation. Right. So I was like, can, can I go? Can I attack? But there were some other things. So, like, or if they wanted to use like the gym space, it was like a book way in advance, a lot of like heavy negotiating back and forth. Hmm. Um, or she told me about that there was a time where they're like in the middle of practice, moving around and using the space again in the cafeteria, the hallway. And the athletic director, just completely not caring or oblivious, just like literally walked through the middle of their practice. Just like they're, what they're doing is just simply not important. Right. And then also, even aside from the dance team, um, some of the things that she shared with me over the years was just how the girls and boys basketball teams were treated differently. Like little things. And this kind of ties into what we were just talking about at the college level. The boys basketball team was always getting new jerseys new equipment, the best of the best, the girls, rarely, they had to just use the same old equipment year after year. And uh, also when it came to the end of the year, when they would do it like acknowledgements or like awards or stuff like that, the boys teams would get these really fancy pamphlet printouts that they would actually send away to print house to get something very professional looking to like highlight the boy athletes and how amazing they are. And the girls would get something that was black and white printed word document from the school. Yeah. So, you know, and literally if you brought that up 
to either the athletic director or a lot of people, it literally would not register with them that there was even an issue or a problem. And I know I've always been more hypersensitive to it. One, I'm a woman, but I also have girls and we grew up in a family of girls too. So I am hyper aware of that kind of stuff. But I think it's some shit because um, I've told my eldest, I've been to some of the girls' high school basketball games and they freaking work and it's really entertaining. I went to a boys basketball game and a girls basketball game. The boys basketball game was three times the amount of people were there. And, you know, people are like hooping and hollering and have little banners and stuff. The girls, there's like a quarter of the people. It's just everybody's parents. But there was no difference in how hard they worked or how entertaining it was or how good of a game mm-hmm. or, I mean, I don't want to say performance, but I mean, as a spectator, mm-hmm. it was like just as awesome. Yeah. And that's what really feels marginalizing. Yes. Especially because you're giving it your all. You are working just as hard. You are practicing every day for right. hours and still trying to like maintain your studies, all of this. And you're just almost taken like a joke like it's just like here we're doing you this favor by letting you participate right kind of thing yeah for sure you know like we'll literally throw you a bone and just be grateful for it right and i think that's how all of us have operated for so long and what's crazy is it was very very normal for us but it tripped me out seeing even for my kids i don't know you just you think things would change or people would realize the value that women athletes or you know any type of thing that you do or occupation or whatever is just as valuable there's literally no reason why it wouldn't be just as valuable except for societal perception right well and especially like female athletes and then female teams are facing off against other female athletes and teams so it's just as much of a competition you know uh, take wrestling Or boxing, there's weight classes, you know, so you're not going to put like a lightweight boxer against a heavyweight. So it's not like you can't make the argument that boys games are more intense. Right. Or men's games are more physical or entertaining. Well, no, you're matched up against your equals and you try just as hard and it's just as much. Because those are still like divided up either into weight classes or like divisions. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So it's sort of a moot point. Yeah. I'm going to then talk a little bit about professional sports, specifically the pay gap. So first examples are in Major League Soccer. I played soccer when I was younger, so I kind of gravitated towards that. And within the past few years, the national women's team actually filed a gender discrimination lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation. I remember hearing about that. Citing that women players make approximately only 40% of what the men's national team players make. The U.S. Soccer Federation officials pushed back pretty hard, stating that women's games produce half the revenue and uh, about half the TV, not even half the TV ratings that men's games do. So they're kind of like, well, what do you expect? Yeah, like that's the logic. And on the superficial level, okay, like, yeah, you know, you've got a budget, you've got money that you're working with, money Mm -hmm. in, money out. But there is a big reason why that doesn't like hold water. Yeah. And um, I want to give another couple examples uh, as well, specifically sticking with soccer. Again, um, a player who was on the national team 
but she also played in the women's major league soccer as well from Orlando, the or Orlando Reign, I think it is, stating that most her and most of her teammates also had to have full-time jobs. Even though they are professional soccer players, they had to also work full-time. So that's how little they're making from being professional soccer players. Right. How can you concentrate on building your craft and getting right. better like the if like the men are doing sort of given that ability to be, do. Yeah, the men are, have that luxury of committing all of their time and energy into the their craft, the sport that they're doing. Right. And women can't do that. And what's really interesting, I don't know if you saw just this last week, a men's basketball player, so I'll switch over to NBA and WNBA now. In basketball, there's a player from I think it was the Warriors. Yeah, Draymond Gre- Draymond Draymond Green. Yeah, don't look at me for help. <laughs> Draymond Green of the Warriors came out with a video advocating for the WNBA. But here's the thing. So the average women's salary in the WNBA is around $100,000 okay. a season. That's approximately 1.5% of what men make. Shut up. Literally a, a percent and a half of what NBA players make. Whoa, okay, well, one, the percentage is bullshit, but two, they make that much? Oh, yeah, NBA players make millions. The gender gap in pay is un- indisputable. Right. Undisputable? Indisputable. It's one of them. <laughs> it's just one of those. Two. Edit out whatever one it isn't. It's just not disputable. <laughs> and they can only go so far in blaming that on, well, women's sports just don't create the revenue, but, but why does it? Why doesn't it create the revenue? So you have to, you do have to go back and say, okay, first of all, you're not giving women enough time and energy to focus on their sport. Like the men are. To, to make it into something greater. Yep, because they're also mm-hmm. worrying about making enough money just to pay their bills. Yeah, and then where is the proper like funding and endorsing you know, the commercials. The marketing, the, yeah. The market, the, yeah, thank you, the market. They'll say, they, they, damn it, they. <laughs> they will say, like, okay, well, the men's, um, whether it's NBA or whatever professional sport, brings in so much more money, so then we have the money to pay them more and also to do all these, you know, million-dollar, like, commercials and radio spots or just whatever to market it to more people to get people to come and be interested but wouldn't that help the WNBA and some of the other sports like if you put the same effort and the same dollars into the marketing wouldn't that start bringing in more people and more revenue so it just feels like a really half-ass shitty excuse yeah intermission of information In 1867, the first ladies' golf club was formed in St. Andrews, Scotland. It gained 500 members by 1886. Mm. Also in 1867, the Dolly Vardens from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, an all-African-American baseball team, became the first women's professional sports team in America. This has been your intermission of information so why don't people want to watch women athletes as much i've asked myself this because i'm even one who has fallen into the same thing even as an athlete myself i take men's sports a little more seriously 
That's interesting. I do not take men's sports more seriously than women's, but I'm also not athlete. Athlete. Right. um, I have been an athlete my whole life, and I have received the message that I'm not as... I'll never be as good as male players. Right. And some of that being blamed on the inherent strength difference. Does that Um, fall under, like internalized misogyny yeah absolutely i was gonna say me not taking females female sports as seriously it definitely speaks to an ingrained self-loathing yeah i mean and since you were a kid yeah and you've always been very athletic and really into sports and like you know you've tried everything i mean you did like football too right yeah exactly and i remember so i when i started ice hockey they didn't have a different league for girls because they just didn't have enough girl players anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was co-ed. I specifically remember being probably between 10 years old to 12 years old range somewhere. And I remember stepping onto the ice and we had our first practice. And with my helmet on, I had shorter hair, helmet on. You can't really tell who's who. Boy came skating up to me and he his exact words, he looked around and said, Man, I am so glad we don't have any girls on this team. Oh my God. <laughs> What'd you say? Were you like, yeah, that's <laughs> girls? <laughs> no, um, I did I did say, well, I'm a girl. And yeah. he, he didn't have much to say to that. And we kind of went our separate ways. And I internalized that and just, yeah. I didn't tell anyone about it. And I didn't go to the coach. I didn't go to my parents it, because that was so normal. I took it as he was actually being pretty factual. I accepted the fact that no one wanted me there. I lasted two seasons specifically because of that treatment consistently. Yeah. I quit. And same thing with uh, football, trying that a couple seasons, quit, because it became very obvious, outwardly, bluntly telling me that they did not want me there because I was weaker and not good enough. That has certainly been internalized. That kind of fucked you up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It fucked me up a little bit. What's sad is that now as an adult, I don't think I fully support other female athletes subconsciously because I bring that experience still with me as an adult. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of falls under the basics of somebody was mistreated. Do they go on and you know mistreat others because right. they're carrying around that hurt and that pain? Mm-hmm. Definitely seems like a cycle then, even, even when you're not being explicitly told oh, you know, I wish women weren't on this team or I wish there wasn't, even if it's not explicit, even the the subtleties and the difference, like here you don't get new uniforms. You have to practice in the cafeteria. You don't get... We're not splurging for colored pamphlets. Yeah, all all these things build up and build up to become a greater societal problem than of, well, hold on, you know, hold on a minute here. Why are we not empowering women athletes? Especially when it's very clear when, like we said, there's weight classes, divisions, like women athletes are just as physically fit and amazing, you know? Well, and when, when does it change? Because bringing it back to the experience with my eldest, when she would tell me these things, um, you know, were they the hugest deals individually? Maybe not. But when I would talk to her, she would get upset or offended or hurt because they weren't even considered sport up until like a year or two ago. Like they always listed as a club. (laughs) you know um even though physically they're doing you know they're hauling ass and she would get really upset and i would be like hey if you want to try to like 
do something about this, I will support you or I will help you because I think it's effed up too. And I watched her kind of go in between naturally what I think any woman would of, yes, this is not right. This is not fair. I want to do something about it. And then life gets busy or whatever. And then being like, I don't know if I really want to mess with it. I don't want to create any waves. I'm in the middle of trying to compete or she at the end of the day thought it was shitty and unfair and not just, but she's also understandably a student who is like living her life. It's like, whatever, I don't want to make a huge deal out of it. And then you just brush it under the rug and you keep getting older and just brushing more and more of those situations under the rug until you become older and jaded and you just want to tell everybody to F off like me. <laughs> yeah, and so and a lot of times unfortunately, especially as a a young female, you have to fight a little bit harder to be heard, it feels like. You go to an administration and you voice these things, they're going to sweep it under the rug until you got to speak a little louder. You got to make a little more fuss and and then you And then in- what do they call you if you do that? A bitch. They do. Yep. And then you say, "Yes, I am, sir." <laughs> I think one thing I gained out of this, just sort of researching and then definitely doing some self-reflection. Reflection. Reflection. Is I want to start buying tickets for and viewing on TV more women's sports. Yeah. I don't do, as an athlete who cares a lot about this, I don't do enough of that. We can talk about disparages, but then, you know, where do we take that into action? I mean, that you can say that for anything, but specifically with this. Yeah. And I would be down for that, even though I'm not a huge sports person. Like I said, I've... I think women's basketball is really fun to watch. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just saying that for the podcast Yeah, either. for sure. Women's soccer, basketball. Like, there's a lot out there. So I have my subscription to ESPN+. Plus. Do you really? Yeah. I'm I, not I gonna know that. I'm not going to do a plug for them here. They're not paying me uh, anything. Yeah. So. Maybe bleep, bleep it out. <laughs> ES beep and... <laughs> They have women's and men's sports on there, and I'm pretty sure I've been watching more men's, and that's very telling. So I'm going to do something about that. Yeah. This has been uh, enlightening. Good job, sister. I mean, you looked up more like facts. But what are facts, and what is the mind? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we have a subject for next week. What if we do a more fun one about body hair? Ooh, yeah. Like hair, hairstyles, body hair. I think body hair would be a great one. All right, people. Thanks for listening. We love you. Love you. Be kind. Be beautiful. Be wise. Support each other. And don't be an ass. Do, 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 do.